everybody. Welcome to a very special Prog Report podcast. We are doing an Ultimate Haken album here with two very special guests, Mr. Ross Jennings Hello. and Charlie Griffiths from Haken. And my pal Victor is here to join. And we are repping our Haken Vector shirts, of course. Hi, hi Victor. Victor, Victor Vector. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. Um, so, guys, uh, we know you're just about to and go Roy, on And tour. Roy, Roy Storation. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there it is. <laughs> hey, nice little stretch there, but we'll let it go. Uh, we know you guys are going on tour soon. Uh, you get the the UK uh, tour with uh, BT Bam, Between the Buried and Me, which is uh, starting soon. And then we have a US North America tour later on. We've got a new album coming out, Fauna, which comes out March 3rd. And everything Haken is, uh, is uh, going strong. A few singles have been out now. And if you haven't heard them, they're up on... Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, all that stuff, and the stuff is killer, and we love having the band back doing their thing. Um, so we want to talk a little bit first, before we get started with the Ultimate Album thing, just ask you a couple of questions about the new record and uh, your seventh album, uh, Fauna. Uh, you know, Charlie, what was the approach and direction going into making the record? Did, would you guys go in for something like this after it had been a while, plus now you have Pete in? Was there a plan or or this stuff sort of just happens by accident? Yeah, I guess, I mean, I, thinking about it, you know, there, there was no plan per se, but looking back, you know, I guess like after doing the Vector Virus uh, kind of two-act kind of uh, concept of that, where the theme of that was quite kind of dark and... And kind of this kind of almost gothic horror kind of concept through it. So that musically lent itself to that kind of sound. Um, so I suppose, you know, with Fauna, the, the sort of creative process was like an antidote to that, where we've, we've kind of done that kind of dark thing. Now, you know, now it was just like Fauna is just more like, it seems like more of like an explosion of creativity where we just have a complete blank canvas and yeah there were no rules we, you could just put anything on there you wanted to um <laughs> regardless of what we're known for or what we've done in the past you just anything goes yeah yeah you'd think by now we'd like be running out the tap would be running low of resources <laughs> but like there was so much material uh, thrown thrown to yeah. the wall so to speak and uh we even had to cut a few a couple of songs i think or at least one song that was yeah. finished um <laughs> I'm yeah, curious. So. <laughs> I'm curious as to the addition of of well, not the addition, but the reinsertment of of Pete Jones. What was that like? It was perfect. It was natural, really, because um, you know he he'd obviously gone uh, left the band in, in the very early stages of the band, like pre Aquarius, you know, to uh, follow his uh, path in academia, <laughs> and uh, and succeeded there. Um, but he remains. Um, like a close friend of the band and he would always turn up at shows and be really supportive and continue to play and yeah. play really well <laughs> yeah. like behind yeah. behind the scenes and uh so yeah the integrating him back in was just really natural yeah no i, I really enjoyed uh the stuff that he and richard did with uh uh yeah. nova collective that was that was an eye-opening album to 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 just hear the stuff that he was putting together so when it was announced that he was rejoining the band i was i was really excited 
and this is going to lead me to the next question, which is about the singles that have been released thus far, starting with Nightingale, which feels like it was released like two mm -hmm. years ago. Um, but it was exciting to hear, you know, starting out with with the keyboard sound already telling us that it was going to be a, a different kind of vibe. Great song with Nightingale. Mm -hmm. um, but the three songs that are out between Nightingale, Alphabet of Me and, and Taurus, those are wildly eclectic as far as styles um what you know mm -hmm. on something like alphabet is is there any any uh i guess not because you wrote it but is there any sort of hesitation as to what kind of response you're going to get to it what's how does the band uh kind of negotiate that i think every album's had a track like yeah. that where there's where it's been a bit daring in terms of style and yeah, I, I think that that, I, kind, I of, that kind of excites us more than anything. It's like yeah. doing something that you're, yeah, you're not. It's not kind of uh, expected. That's yeah, really yeah. part of it. You know, we want it to be a an experience of surprises. You know, through throughout the album. Yeah, um, yeah, we want it to be like you can't guess what's going to happen yeah. next. Right. I remember having that same. I remember having that same feeling, like when we were releasing the mountain, and there was less at stake back then, but. Um, yeah. tracks like Cockroach King and Because It's There were wildly like atypical <laughs> of what you'd hear on a on a prog metal album. And, That's uh, true. I mean, and, I, and I those are the kind hearing, of risks that we've always taken, you know. Because It's There was obviously I liked all the proggy stuff because that's what we all sort of kind of have a similar connection to. But I remember hearing Because It's There on that album and going, oh, these guys have that different kind of melody element that is gonna stand out like that song i remember really struck me when when i first heard it so yeah i could see that yeah. kind of difficult to choose singles on this one because everything was so dramatically different yeah. um so and no one track really represents the whole album in my opinion so yeah they're in for a, a fun experience when they hear the whole thing i'm, I'm sure i'm sure not only selecting the the which singles but also the order in which the singles come out because you're you're going to sort of draw in certain reactions and then you know Taurus comes out and you start the beginning with the heavy stuff. So all the vector and virus fans are going, yeah, here we go. You know, let's this we we've got a we got a headbanger here. Into so. the pit, man. Stay yeah. in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> um to follow to follow up on on how you know you, you guys are now with your seventh studio album. You've got an EP which, you know, when you've got something you know, it's 33 minute EP, some great songs in there as well. Um, on this tour that's coming up with BT Bam, um, which it's, it's a great ticket. How how does the band go about deciding on the songs for the set list? Uh, you guys, not only do you have a vast catalog, but you've got some long songs. Yeah. How How does that come about? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there's never enough time, you know. You could do, <laughs> you could to, legitimately do hours. a ninety minute, a ninety <laughs> yeah. minute four song set. Yeah, mm. we could. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess like in this, for this particular set list, we were like we were leaning on the virus album a little bit more heavily, um, simply because we didn't tour, weren't able to tour that one, and mm -hmm. we assume people in Europe still waiting to hear those songs live, so. And we'll do a few off of that. Um, some of the songs that you've heard from Fauna, we're going to play. Um, 
and some you know old some old favorites as well yeah so hopefully hopefully everyone will enjoy it regardless i'm sure um no question before uh (laughs) before we move on with the thing i just want to give a shout out to the artwork for the new record which is uh dan goldsworthy is the same guy that did the tiktalic artwork and he's he's really yeah. talented uh where did the the concept for this artwork come from um you know with the monkey and the elephants and the whole thing it's, it ties into the record i know but did you yeah. have any idea that's where he was going with the with the design dan had access uh, to the demos and yeah. the lyrics from a very early stage um charlie yeah, he, was was in communication with him my, for the most part uh, for the process but yeah, the whole band were being fed sort of the updates and <laughs> it was really really cool to see that yeah. development yeah i guess that, the, the idea i mean like he he and i um chatted about what would be a, a cool cover kind of thing and it's like um him him as a designer like recommended like it's, it's always good to have like a central feature mm-hmm. um to focus on kind of thing so it was just um it seemed cool to kind of uh you know it was this idea of i guess coming from the the song elephants never forget which is kind of got a, like a victorian london kind of setting so it was uh, i guess it kind of stemmed from that of like having this kind of uh victorian gentleman's club in which <laughs> the the uh the the beasts are as we say the new masters awesome yeah it's and really having cool a, having a chimpanzee as like the <laughs> central figure being like our our closest link to the the natural world the animal kingdom kind of thing so that's kind of like represents our link to animals and then of course like throughout the artwork there's little easter eggs and references to it all the lyrics it's uh yeah. Stuff. If anyone cool. that buys the vinyl, you'll be you'll be richly rewarded. Nice. <laughs> if you're if you're into Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> uh another reason to get it. So uh comes out very soon, March third. Um, if you haven't ordered it, make sure you get it now and uh and check out these guys in the tour. Um, which is gonna be you know, you guys are gonna be touring for the from now through the summer pretty much, right? I mean, basically. Um, pretty much yeah yeah so really cool so let's go ahead and and uh see what we can put together with hake with the uh, haken catalog here and uh what songs might come up um you know last 10 years or so i mean you guys have really put your stamp in the in the prog metal world or in the in the music world and and we're huge fans uh as well and i think you guys are just awesome so uh it's gonna be hard for all of us to to pick stuff um ross i'm going to give you the first shot at picking a song here to kick things Yay. off if you want to go ahead <laughs> oh off the bat without hesitation uh crystallized well i would oh, say wow. i would say snow slash crystallized uh would be my sort of my favorite haken piece wow going strong with, with the big, without, the without big question. long track yeah, absolutely excellent um it's where it all began i would say um you know the, the opening melody one of the first things we ever wrote <laughs> yeah. as a, a band, me and Rich, um, you know, jamming in the bedrooms back in the day, coming up with this stuff. Um, and, you know, when Snow, when we'd finished recording that, albeit a bedroom recording, um, pretty much, we were so proud of like 
what we created <laughs> and just this is an epic piece and uh so we sort of realized within ourselves what the potential of this band could do and you know, where we could go musically um so yeah i think by by bringing up the first track yeah uh, i mean made, it's a huge it's, fan it's, favorite too i mean the 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 version on restoration is yeah. uh is well uh, this is it and then obviously yeah. when connor joined the band we decided to reinvigorate some of these songs that were sort of being forgotten and uh that was one that came out especially cool and we played it many times live you know as our, as our encore yeah when 20 minute encore <laughs> but um we gave it fresh life um i think the comp the composition flowed better we added more metal elements to it have you know stronger riffs and um slight lyric changes as well which have a you know really nice meaning now that i'm a father because <laughs> charlie adapted some lyrics to include how it was feeling to have a son in his life and, that. and that's become a very special track for me now uh, from that context very cool yeah but, you know, yeah i was damn it i was gonna choose snow man uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great one yeah i love that um well charlie why don't you go next then oh man oh, i was gonna well i was gonna say snow but now i can't well if you say <laughs> crystallize i'll say i'll say let's put snow on it as well right <laughs> that, that was like my introduction to the band i was yeah i was like um and these guys would play at the local pub here um if anyone in the <laughs> in the sort of london area remembers those times of hanging out at the peel in kingston this this kind of pub venue there where mm. it was like a real launch pad kind of venue um where lots of bands started out it's sadly now been demolished and it's uh just like a what was it a tesco's now something like that <laughs> uh sadly but um yeah, yeah but thinking back on you know that was like that was when i kind of i remember like standing there and hearing this song snow and like at the time pete jones was playing keyboards and i was thinking man how come that didn't end up on the on aquarius it just didn't fit the concept i guess yeah it wasn't it wasn't relevant to the concept um we just wanted to make fresh yeah fresh music back then yeah Yeah. we felt we'd moved forward a lot already so you, you know? charlie you can't pick that song though right because that's sort uh, of... so so what else is on the uh on the demo <laughs> <laughs> you have seven records for the demo. <laughs> yeah. i've hated right, everything uh, else since all right then i'll do um i'll do celestial elixir then let's go chronologically <laughs> nice <laughs> so, yeah yeah um, that's that's the other banger man of the other yeah that, epics, i guess that was man. like our, our first kind of um real connection with a wider audience that song of uh i guess like we played it at prog power and that was our first time in the states and uh we i think they did they film it and put, put it on youtube yeah. like that. and then it sort of that so. became a bit of a calling card for us that song and it's uh you know so it's uh I, I didn't have much to do with the writing of it but you know that was pretty much all rich and and rough i believe 
Mm. Don't know. Can you can you recall Ross? That's so long ago. Well, um, yeah, Rich mostly and lyrics yeah. must and vocal melodies yeah. myself. Yeah. But, um, we we did tend to meet up sort of more often every Sunday and put these things put the final oh, yeah. piece bits together. So, you know, so it did. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Always, it's always been oh, collaborative yeah. in that we sense. We used to have we used to sort of jam in the basement at the Guild Hall School of Music on a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I remember jamming through those songs and you know that was like the first taste of like um you know not being a typical prog metal band but having these kind of gentle gianty influences in there yeah as well which i, I was a huge listen fan that that's that's an amazing track for it to be on your first albums yeah it's still impressive listening to it today it's not like it's not like sometimes you listen to a band's first album and you go I can see where they were going. It's almost uh, no. That's yeah. straight on. Like just yeah. awesomeness. That song is killer. So we, um, so we, I think we've filled up the CD now with those two tracks, right? So we're right. Done. that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> that's it. Uh, we need one more for the encore, and you got your, you got your set list. Uh, uh, right. Vic, why don't you go next? I was gonna say about Celestial Elixir. Uh, the first time I heard that song, I was listening to Pandora. I was a new fan of Haken this was back in 2013 and that song came on I recognize the vocals but they were going all over the place I love the song and then all of a sudden there's like a little ragtime uh piano that's in there and you feel like you're in a circus and all that stuff and my first thought was these guys are probably fans of Dance of Eternity you know where you have that middle part with the with the ragtime and all that and and oh you know they they've got a they've got a terrific song there so nice pick guys I <laughs> I am actually going to pick uh, something because um, this is very special to me and I don't want to risk this song being left out. I don't think it would be. Um, I think ideally the song would be the last song on the album. Um, but Progressive Nation at Sea. Um, the pool uh, show was absolutely amazing. Uh, the one in the theater was hilarious because of what happened with the keyboards, but that's a that's another conversation. Um, right. The, the last song that you guys played on that stage, um, Roy had introduced me to the album Visions, and uh, this was in 20, um, 2013 when they had announced the bands. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, Mountain had come out. We were listening to that, which was very different, but very fun. Um, and of course, I'm talking about the uh, the title track on Visions, uh, which is Visions. So we did it. We did an hour for three songs. <laughs> and and just, <laughs> you know, you guys have played an entire show and you said, we're going to play one more song. And everybody was like, uh, and then somebody said, but it's about 30 minutes. And of course, everybody knew what it was. And uh, and of course, the 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 great part is you have the audience participation when everybody's doing the O's at the end. Um, yeah. You know, that was, that was such a great ending uh, in that cruise and, and, and the match that was lit because of that cruise and you guys were all having a blast and having Ray jump into the hot tub and then jump back into the drums. Yeah. Uh, that, you was, know, that was as epic a performance as, so the performance as a is epic, band but, could have really, you know, but the, the, the song is great. And, and just on a little aside, and I always get picked for the guys for bringing in Saga on this. When the song begins, and it sort of has that sort of droning, um, droning keyboards with the trombones and everything else, it it reminds me of one of Saga's first song, first songs, uh, "Will It Be You." It kind of has that sort of aura in the beginning, um, but 
it's a great song. Um, you know, we've got three songs and how long? What's the, what's the official count? <laughs> I don't yeah. have the. T- it's got to be. Uh, it's got to be about an hour for the three. I see. Um, I see people make these like sort of tier lists all the time, like on Reddit or whatever. Right, and, right. And it's always the long ones that tend to be sort of the top tier. Yeah, fav- I'm fan feeling favorite. a lot of pressure to go with like the next longest song <laughs> yeah. in mind to keep so anyways, this going. Great job, uh, guys. But that's I'm, easy. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna trying do to it. think back. Is there a? Is there a? Um, is that the song that's got the spoken word on it? Yeah section and that was yeah that's like a, a, the cool thing about that is like the guy that has that voice is yeah just like a cool remember his name the guy who was right it was ray's tuba teacher yeah, right yeah i <laughs> forgot oh. his name and like and he's <laughs> the guy that played tuba on like in the on like indiana jones and oh wow like uh return of the jedi all those john williams <laughs> scores yeah wow that's yeah. that's that's a cool little nugget. People might, might not know. That is cool. Yeah, that's major major street cred on that one. Yeah, what a cool guy. I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, well, in keeping <laughs> in keeping with the spirit of long songs to kick this thing off, I guess I'll go with one that I had on my short list to pick. So I'll just do it now. Uh, I'm gonna go Messiah Complex from the Virus Record, <laughs> yeah, which is man. another the whole just, thing. All, all the epics, man. All the epics. Insane, <laughs> insane, ridiculous song. Um, yeah. And uh, I guess, I mean, you want to talk about that because that song, I guess, is supposed to tie in the, the story of the Cockroach King, right? And and it, and it brings a, that whole, a good part of that song back into that one. Um, yeah. So talk about that song and, and what happened with that one. Yeah, we've obviously followed our sort of tyrannical character. Yeah. Um, risen to power and <laughs> destroyed humanity and sort of seeing the errors of his ways but far too late you know yeah. and that's, that's sort of where that where we end up at the end of the virus story and musically was the plan was um that that was going to be the piece that tied all the references from the the two albums the two album suite and the cockroach king themes as mm. well um so there's a <clears throat> section of the song called Ectobius Rex which is Latin for Cockroach King and um, that sort of was the the one that brought back the Cockroach King theme in the heavier way and the, the reprise of the, the chorus and, Yeah, um, the, the Ivory Tower part too is just a great hook too a really, yeah. really good part Yeah, both, al- mm. both albums are lit, you know, that we've put in Cockroach King theme nuggets throughout but um that was the that was the payoff yeah. track yeah. I seem to remember that was like um the, that was born out of like um a section that we took out of Nil by Mouth it was like part that was part of like a the instrumental song yeah. and wow we, we just kind of like edited that out and thought oh maybe we'll use that later kind of thing wow and and I think it was like really pretty much Ray um mm-hmm. went from that one section and kind of built this whole epic thing. I remember walk, walking around Sainsbury's with like a nine minute version yeah. of that, of that yeah. demo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only nine minutes. It's barely yeah. a song. It, it grew and grew. But every, every day it grew a minute. Or yeah. And it's like, you know, because it's like written by a drummer, um, uh, you know, it's like these guitar riffs are just like, you. it's not, it's not stuff you would, you, you wouldn't come up with that, you know, a guitar player. <laughs> 
And it's like, it's, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've been practicing that for months, trying to that's trying fun. to learn that's that great. stuff. But yeah. Yeah, on the that's videos awesome. that you guys have been releasing, yeah. Pete on the keyboards and you playing guitar, it's like, yes, they're playing it. Oh, yeah. looking forward yeah. to that. Behind the scenes, the hands are in ice, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Help. <laughs> that's yeah. great. All right, so first round was Crystallized Celestial Elixir visions and uh messiah complex man those are four <laughs> great tunes right there that doesn't get much better uh all right ross what's your next one don't know i'm gonna intentionally <laughs> choose a short a short one i think yeah um, we'll make well this will be the short round yeah yeah i'm gonna go with canary yellow um nice one too, yeah. i don't know if it's an obvious like spectacular fave fan favorite or anything like that for people but for me it has some personal relevance and um certainly when i was writing the lyrics i was including some of my own personal feelings into the into the story um stuff that would later inform lyrics on my solo album as well um so i, I have a deep sort of connection with that track um i think it's a beautiful sort of ballad yeah like we we you know we usually put one ballad on each album i don't think we really have on the new one but um but uh, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite so, ballads. The new, new, new album's a salad. A salad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love, yeah, Canary Yellow's great. It's a, it's I thought the music awesome video song. for that one was really effective as well. Um, yeah. Is that the one with the family in the kitchen? Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. haunting. That's a haunting video. <laughs> Very nice, happy video. Uh, that's well, they're great. not real. They're just. <laughs> they're dummies. Man it's dummies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to feel bad for them. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was inspired by those um sort of fake villages they put up on like nuclear test sites. Um right. and, like I think there was a scene in Indiana Jones four, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um oh. where he's um when it, when he realistically it. survives a uh yeah. <laughs> being in a fridge. In a fridge, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think the visual concept was inspired by that. Yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> great song. All right, uh, Charlie, what's your next one? I guess I'll do like for similar kind of personal reasons. Um, in memoriam, uh, oh. from from the mountain around that time, um, I just lost my mum, and so those lyrics were kind of inspired by that. Really, you know, that kind of process you go through of you know watch, watching somebody not to get too morbid about it, you know, like, you know, they they know the end's coming and you're kind of seeing someone like just shut their life down, you know, going, closing bank accounts and filling out certain paperwork and, you know, and then the, the inevitable ending, you know, so that those lyrics were kind of uh, just sort of thinking about that, like witnessing that whole process really. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's got cool riffs as well. It's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. Uh, so no. I'd probably have to go for that just because it was like a, you know, writing lyrics like that, a real, a real kind of, you know, almost like therapy, right? You, you sort of sure. sit down and really have to dig deep and put it down on paper. Well, uh, I think, I mean, that's, that's a beautiful approach to a song. But I, I think another thing that sets your band apart is, is, the different style of lyric writing that you guys bring to it you know it's it's always got a weird weird story or a personal story or, or something like that so it's you know it's not yeah. just you guys are always angry you know like you know mm -hmm. what i mean 
um, which is cool. Um, nice one. All right, Vic, what's your next one? Oh, geez. You know, it's tricky. Uh, I love the selections that have been made. Um, I'm trying to think if I should go with something, something personal, and this is probably going to throw. Every time you say something, I'm, I'm thinking, have we got a song called something? Uh, no. <laughs> Somebody. So, so, so Roy, Roy is going to understand this because so in, in our circle of friends, I am always picked on because my son is a lacrosse player. And he is currently off in college uh, playing lacrosse. He got recruited to go play there. And one of the things that you do in order to get noticed by college coaches is you put together highlight videos mm, of you know this. every season that he plays to show progression. And especially with a pandemic, when coaches could not travel to watch him play in person, these videos really became very important. And I picked the instrumental version of this song um, as the background music. And uh, the song is from Affinity, The Endless Knot. Wow. I love the song because it is something he, he uh, specifically my, my son loves the, the drop, the beat drop uh, <laughs> in the middle of the song. But it is, um, it is to me such, such an unusual song when you, take the the when you amass all the songs in the discography um it's it's a it's such a different song it's a fun song um watching somebody cover the drums on that is is you know just insane and it is um and you know it's a, it's a shorter song but uh it, it's great live i was happy to um to see you guys perform that and um so you know kind of kind of an offshoot there the endless knot it's a. It, did you know it was a good song for kids bashing their heads into each other? That's, that's, how that, that's a great song for that. Yes. Um, that's yeah. A, no, that's a good we, one. Yeah. The endless nut. We call that. <laughs> so, don't know if you say it, call that. All right. When you, so, when you head past someone, you nut them. That's well, I know I'm going with my next one because there's no way I was going to leave this song off. Um, and I don't know. With apologies to Ross because he's not on this one but i'm gonna go with nil by mouth because uh it just might be the best instrumental song uh, uh ever it's up <laughs> it's up there it is man it's such a great song it's it's the song i crank up the loudest whenever i get a chance to listen to it the ending is so awesome um it's it's a masterpiece uh uh instrumental metal track and uh, I like that you guys play it live too, which is great. I would recommend yeah, keeping it because it's a nice one, and you get a break, right, Russ? So that's good. I've got to say, it's my favorite part of the set. I get to <laughs> well, just go and have a sit down. <laughs> so, so learning about the fact that a part that became Ectobius Rex was in this song, could you imagine yeah. how this song could have been that much more mind blowing? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the hard thing, you know, when you're coming up with this stuff because obviously, like, you can go anywhere with it, but you know. Sometimes you have to, if you take something out, it somehow improves it. And um, it's just like, there's no science to it. You just kind of get a feeling. Uh, maybe it'll be what work better without that section. Yeah. I I love how you guys live, um, the ending, you did the tribute to Vinnie Paul. Yeah. Um, oh, right, yeah. 
which which is which is really cool when you kicked into that uh yeah remember by by demons be driven riff yeah no roy and i were were we we saw that tour down in fort lauderdale at at revolution and we didn't know that it was coming so of course we both loved that song and you know, you always wonder how how are they going to fade out? Are they going to go into something else? And all of a sudden, baka 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 ba, baka 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 ba. Good stuff. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I mean, nice. all, 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 you guys every, are coming down every here. Every heavy again, riff so is like right. inspired by Pantera somewhere along the line, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. So so the second round was Canary Yellow, In Memoriam, Endless Knot, and Nail by Mouth. So cool. we had a whole row of uh, long epics, then a, a middle row of shorter songs we'll see where we go with the the last row here <laughs> ross what do you got yeah so i think the third category for me is going to be what's my favorite to play live okay and i could not leave out 1985 yeah i gotta have on this one. list because go. um first of all conceptually that album i mean not including the new one because the new material is always my favorite but um like i think i said this in an interview of you before affinity is probably my favorite Haken album. I just think it's coherent from start to finish. I love the evolution of the sonic tapestry in the the 80s music that eventually goes into EDM and yeah. um the more modern style. Um I, just, I think it's a perfect album honestly. Um but 1985 is so much fun <laughs> and when we're putting that stuff together and all the kind of um you know developing the sound design on that one and how how far can we push this Finster Cola 80s um, reference? <laughs> uh, push, a, push it all the way, a, man. Push it all the way was the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's remained like one of my favorite songs to sing live. And I get to support the, the fun glasses and it's all a bit of fun, really. Um, so, yeah, definitely couldn't leave that one off. Like yeah I, I think it's it's got to be in the sort of mount rushmore of haken songs it's it's one of the the main ones i think that you guys have become known for and even though it maybe is it's a it's a weird song for you know from what you guys normally do but it's really done well and uh and that middle it's like it, it sounds like it's straight from a the rocky soundtrack or something you know it's just so so perfectly done like just yeah. killer yeah. killer yeah. song we've always had this sort of uh you know this uh, love for Toto, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, that's that, that, that's a influence. riff. Yeah, man, totally. It's do you like guys think you'd of, ever do a covers album like like sort of like the stuff you you did on Cruise to the Edge? Because yeah. because you you do them really well. It would be, might be I'm, I'm ready fun. when everyone agrees. I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I could do. Yeah, it'd be really do people really want that? different, right? Yeah, no, but yeah, fun. there's there's that. But I don't know, man. It's part of me. Like it's still gonna be, would be a lot mm -hmm. of effort. And then, I don't know. I would, I would just always rather try and write something new. Yeah. So, yeah some of these songs are nice. untouchable, though, aren't they? Like, really, yeah. like they're yeah. fun to play live, maybe, but um, it's just yeah. doing well, another you, recording. You, is... you did add uh, "Owner of a Lonely Heart," right, on the last tour. Yeah. 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 That was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Charlie. All right. Can I, so, can I do a, a, a fauna track? Yeah, you can. Out. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll do. I'll pick um, the closing track um, from that, which is called "Eyes of Ebony." Perfect. Um, Beautiful song. Yeah. And just because I think it just came out really beautiful, like the you know, carrying on from what I was talking about earlier, 
Um, you know, Rich sadly lost his dad um, during the beginning phases of writing his albums. And, you know, um, he was like a kind of dad to the band, really. He's, mm. he's been there since the beginning and always supporting us 100%. He was like always behind us and came came to not only every show in London, but he would often show up in far flung far flung places you would never expect, you know, without Rich not even knowing like oh, we'd yeah. be somewhere in <laughs> Yeah, he came Germany. to New York. And... Yeah, right. So you were just sort of, oh <laughs> my dad's here, right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. And it would just be always amazing. You know, he's you know, just sort of hanging out with him after the show. He would just always have such positivity and yeah excitement about what we were doing he was he was like a fan you know he, he didn't was. like to be known as anyone's dad he was just like a he would uh just come as a fan and just like be really excited and you know gonna gonna miss him a lot you know not um in future yeah. not what was his him. name peter, peter henshaw peter henshaw oh, that's awesome pa that's we, nice. papa hen we call him mm -hmm. right. <laughs> yeah rich rich wrote some beautiful lyrics um, yeah, exactly. yeah. So the the way the music and the lyrics uh, combine in that song is just it came out perfect. Great, great song. Real amazing, yeah. amazing tribute. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's super nice. Awesome. Um, all right, Victor. I I so appreciate doing this kind of stuff and and getting some insight. Uh, I will never hear "In Memoriam" and "Eyes of Ebony" the same way again. That's uh, really special. Uh, thanks for sharing all that. That's. Uh, Wow. Um, I got to go with, I think, the most obvious song. If somebody was to ask Haken, play me a song. Um, it's a Cockroach King. Uh, it exemplifies not only the variety of sounds that you have, but you go watch the video. It also exemplifies the sense of humor and wit that fuels the band. Yep. Um, the way that the song is is produced certain guitar parts are played you swear you hear cockroaches crawling on the ground um you know the the vocal introduction is not what you would expect from somebody that later on in the song is just really you know going heavy metal thrash so obviously cockroach king has to make this list it does. And if you didn't pick it, I was probably going to pick it um, <laughs> just because it has to be there. Um, I think it's our most played, most performed song, isn't it, as well? Possibly. Yeah, definitely, oh, man. Probably, right? <laughs> it has to be. I mean, I don't think we've like not played it ever since, when we, you, since we've. <laughs> but go back to if you can remember, you know, writing that and, you know, was the title always you know the title was was it there from the beginning or the the story of that i mean were you ever like this is too ridiculous or you know i seem to recall we... like we had a we had that sort of fun keyboard sound uh not sure what it was um maybe maybe it was the riff as well and the way it was into playing and mm -hmm. someone in the someone in the rehearsal room said oh it reminds me of a cockroach and at that point we had no lyrics yeah, or some sort of or some sort of insect. I can't yeah, remember. I think, exactly. it, I think it was like the working title was called like "Gangster Cockroach" or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of, it just sort of made you think of like a cockroach in a in a leather jacket, like just 
walking down the street going to beat you up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> interestingly, I, I had written a bunch of lyrics for that track that were kind of serious. I think I had some theme about gambling or whatever, because I was going with the whole struggle of life concept. I don't think it was really resonating with the rest of the band. And Richard sort of came in and had his draft, which was sort of more referring to capitalism and he had this uh, whole thing about um hunter s thompson and uh lots of references to that the fear and loathing book as well um and just the 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 craziness of that uh of his lyrics and his that story seemed to work better with the music so i i conceded my <laughs> uh, and for the be- for the better like credit to richard that was, <laughs> it was it was the perfect fitting lyrics actually in the end for for that track and Thank, thank God we went with that. Yeah, I think I just, <laughs> I think we sort of um, like the intro part was like a keyboard thing as well that Richard came up come up with. Yeah, it was just uh, somewhere along the line we were just sort of instead of it being on keyboard, make each note a vocal line, and that's you know right. Yeah. And we came up with yeah. that gentle giant style thing, you know, which is always. Back- I don't think back then I was too familiar with gentle giant actually, yeah. and I yeah, think you but- like some of you guys were and introduced me to that style and that's <laughs> what yeah. we decided to sort of run with i mean yeah and it was like a lot of that is is down to you know in, you know how gentle giant is it was like kerry Manier was like classically trained and so he was into all that kind of baroque uh, arrangement so that was kind of where they got it from and then we had this kind of secret weapon of ray also being classically trained you know as a as a tuba player but you know obviously he's well educated in arranging and music so a lot lot of those uh, vocal harmonies and interlocking parts uh, he arranges oh wow yeah i didn't Um, know that it's it's coming it's coming from somewhere like proper proper yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's why it works that's cool yeah yeah very cool well yeah amazing uh, all right, so man, I'm between a lot of songs. It's always tough being the last one to go because you can go anywhere. Honorable um, mentions. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, another fauna song. I'm gonna go with Nightingale. I think for the last one. Um, nice. I, amazing song and uh, one of my favorites off the off the new album. Still after being out for so long, anyway. Um, but it's just really well done all the parts the breakdown in the middle is great the chorus is great i love the production on it it's very different and uh and just really um talk about talk about writing that one and the decision to put that out when you guys did also yeah as far as i recall that was a a pete jones yeah like um he pretty much had it as as like a you know keyboard and drum kind of basic arrangement but it was i think it was pretty much the song as it is maybe with a few changes and it was just um you know everyone just putting their parts on it and building it up fleshing out the arrangement um you know you get those sort of big heavy riffs were originally like low piano yeah with that kind of down down those kind of really cool heavy riffs and so once you put bass and low tune guitars with that it just made made this really cool sound and we were kind of really wanted to retain like the piano um 
in there as well so it's like makes this really interesting sound um so that, that's really like as a band what we our, our job was was to kind of uh flesh out pete's ideas really you know it was like a, for me it felt like uh you know like a, a going back to those demo era times mm. of seeing the band live as a fan um, we just you know just his his sort of certain unique chord progressions and the way, way yeah he, the way he'll move a note here and there it was just it just reminded me of the demo times i thought it was a great choice yeah. to reintroduce pete to people sure for sure yeah um, and i think i said it in the press release like if, if for me that track reminded me of early haken it represented sort of the heaviness of recent haken or present day haken <laughs> but also yeah. had elements of future haken and stuff that you'll hear on the on the rest of fauna as well yeah so like, it was the perfect marriage of all those that like, past the, the ghost of christmas past present and future <laughs> yeah. track. i mean it's like you were saying that the new album is so uh eclectic i mean we didn't even talk about um the elephants track on there which is another great Ugh. Uh, great, great epic, and and I really like Sem Sem Peternal Beings. That's another favorite. Yeah, super cool song there too. Really, really. Beneath great White song. Rainbows. Beneath White Rainbows is terrific. It's oh. yeah, that's a cool one, man. That's like um, that's um, Connor's lyrical debut with yeah. the band. Oh, very cool. And it just blew me away, man. It's like, what you can write lyrics this good? Yeah. <laughs> You've been keeping would... it a secret. <laughs> yeah, <it's so> cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's good stuff, man. Congrats yeah. on the album, and uh, really excited for everybody to hear the the finished product finally, and uh, yeah. see you guys on tour. I'm sure we'll get to see you. Uh, you guys are coming down our way, so we'll make sure we see you guys then. Um, any any last words, Vic? Uh, uh, guys, thanks for coming down to Florida so that we can uh, enjoy uh, you. Once again, uh, one of the last shows, actually the last show that Ro and I saw before the shutdown was up in yeah. Orlando. With you Devin. guys were uh, with Devin uh, Townsend. Uh, that was a great show. Uh, can't wait to see you guys again. Thank you for coming back down here and letting wow. us enjoy we, you guys in person. We love it there, man. Can't, yeah, can't I think we're hitting Orlando, Orlando and Fort Lauderdale. Is that right? You do yep. both? Oh, nice. Okay, and, cool. and, yeah, where where and are you? Yeah. Great where are you based? Near, near Fort Lauderdale. Like, yeah. I'm, nice. I'm close to where you guys are playing there. Sweet. So, so uh, that'll be awesome, man. All right. Congrats. Thanks for doing this, guys. We appreciate it. I think you guys are thanks awesome. For and, uh, thanks for having know, us. Yeah. Every other, you know, every few months is a new project from one of you guys, uh, it seems. So, yeah. <laughs> always keeping us busy. What else are we doing, eh? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you later. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Bye bye.